Primetime Review Podcast. My name is Dan. And my name is Brian. This is episode 6 for April 28, 2019. This is the podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows that we like, and hopefully you will too. If you want to send us feedback, hit us up at theptrshow at gmail.com or tweet at us at theptrshow. So today's a special episode, folks. It is episode six, but we are dedicating this entire episode to the movie that probably everybody's seen by now. Primetime review podcast for the Avengers Endgame. I was pretty yes, excited sir. about this one. I uh, am too. Waited a whole year for this. But before we get it talking too much, we, we need to say this is a huge spoiler warning. We're not holding back. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, stop right now. Put away the podcast. Go listen to episode five again and wait until you've seen the movie. And then once you've seen the movie, come back and listen to episode six. If you Correct. Don't think, yeah. If you don't think you're going to see this for a while, then just wait until episode seven comes out and then continue on from there. <laughs> And you should go see it right now. Right now. Let's go see it before you listen to this. Please. (laughs) Uh, So, all right. Should we let last episode, we pretty much we made some predictions. I'm going to go ahead. I'll just say right now we we can we will recap our predictions, but I was way off. (laughs) I did not do well with these. Um, So the the. Two main predictions I, I made were one was one that my daughter made and I gave her a shout out and I said there'd be a scene between Captain America and Captain Marvel where they talk about both being captains. Yeah, that didn't happen. I, I had to break her break her heart this morning and say, honey, I'm sorry, but your prediction did not come true. You know and, what? They missed out on that. They could have used that so much. They could have like that would have been amazing if I was the uh, if I was the director, I would have had that had that in there. They yeah. they missed out. They missed out. It would have been a good spot to add a little humor, but I'm I'm gonna say this: this movie, the first half, there wasn't really any humor. I mean, it was it was pretty down. It was a downer movie. It was pretty serious and. Hey, this is what happened. This is what's going on, and, and half the world is gone, and everybody we loved is gone, and it was a it was kind of a downer of a movie. The first half of the movie, it was good, but it was very serious and very much a downer of a movie. So I could see why they didn't do it, because if they did, they would have had to do it very early on, uh-huh. and, and that that was not made for the tone of the movie. So I get it. Um. Yeah, uh, because like, so it, it was really serious when when they start showing from like the first scene, right? When they are showing um, Hawkeye and being with his family, showing his daughter how to shoot an arrow, and then uh, his boys are playing uh, a baseball catch, and then next thing you know, he's calling out and 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 asking what they are, and and they were gone because of the snap. So that turn him into Ronan um and and it got dark on for him it was dark yeah yeah definitely so that that was my first prediction uh my second prediction and and we'll get way more deeper into all of this but I basically was making my predictions on who was gonna die or live out of the original six Uh uh-huh I said Cap and Iron Man dead for sure yep yes I said Thor was a 50-50 
I said Black Widow was going to die, um, which was in turn what would drive Banner to become the Professor Hawk, um, because Banner would never come back. And then last one, I said Hawkeye would be the only only survivor of the original six. So depending I mean, on how, how you want to look at that, I, I, maybe I wasn't as bad as I thought I was thought I was, but I still wasn't it. I'll say this. This movie did not. I could not predict half of this movie if I was if I was trying to even think. I mean, the general idea of the movie. Sure. I think everybody had, you know, a couple different ideas on what was going to happen in the movie. And, and I think everybody could have predicted a kind of thought of what the idea was going to be going into it of what they were going to have to do. But at the same time, the way things just worked out and played out, no way. I, I never saw half of that coming. Yeah, I mean, so, so like, you have about, you know, like half of it, right? Um, yeah. But the Professor Hulk, he was pretty cool in this whole movie. You mean? Really? Um, I thought he was lame. Oh, really? I'm going to say it right now. I thought he was lame. I, oh. I was not into Professor Hulk. I mean, when they first showed him online, you know, it, you know, yeah, there's some giggles and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, look, he's kind of cute looking, whatever. And I get it. But and I'm like, eh, I don't know. And the way they explained it, that he felt he let everybody down because he got his butt whooped. And then he couldn't turn into the Hulk after he got his butt whooped. And so then he said he spent, what, eight months in the Gamma Lab or something like that. Uh-huh. And was able to turn himself into the Professor Hulk then by redoing it, basically. I was just like, come on, that's bogus. Maybe if they would have shown some scenes of him doing it or something, I, I would have been like, all right. But just to have him sit there and say it and recap it, I was just kind of like, lame. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I still liked it, but it just seemed kind of... Every time I saw him on screen after that, it was kind of almost childish looking. I was like, eh, this is for the little kitties. Um, but he plays a huge part in it, though, right? When he held the um, oh. the gauntlet and then snapped it, but didn't work like he thought it was going to do, you know? Right. So he's, to me, he played a huge part. Um, and... Well, he did, then, uh, he did snap it and bring everybody back. Uh-huh. So but that, like, that so did like, work. They yeah. just didn't see what was coming right after it. Um, and so so he lived through that and that come and and that plays a huge part because of what he is. Sure. Right. Sure. So so that to me was like I was like, whoa, that's kinda cool. But I didn't foresee or I didn't thought about what that would mean at the end of the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so what about what about any of your predictions? Um, so I predicted that kind of like you, Captain America and Iron Man would would die because of um, of of all the rumor mills out there. Um, outside of that, I I think that was it. Like I I, I didn't have any kind of like um, I didn't thought too much into uh, Black Widow or uh, Hawkeye, um, but I didn't think. Um, War Machine would live through because of just he's so like you know he's a sidekick he can um, he doesn't is not he's he's not a huge character within the Marvel universe so I I thought he would die and um, 
and yeah, and, and but like kind of like what you were saying though, like you don't know what's gonna happen until until it finally played out. But but like I I think like any prediction that that you had or I had was gonna be like just kind of like a shine in the dark because we just don't know what's gonna right. happen, right? Totally, yeah. Well, I mean, all right. So basically, like we said, we're not holding back. So this is your this is. I mean, we've already spoiled some stuff, but this is this is really really your last chance. Iron Man dies. Okay, he saves saves everybody at the end. He puts the gauntlet on does the snap and gets rid of Thanos and his whole army, basically. So, yeah. So we got that right. Cap doesn't die through war or he doesn't actually die in the movie. So at all. So that, that was kind of a shock to me. I, and I'm going to say right now, I think that was the most, I knew that was going to be his appropriate ending when he oh. had to go back in time and he saw, he was able to see her in what was it, 1970, I think it was. It was. When yeah, they so, when they went back in time. For... When they went back in time to get the stones. And, bas- and we should say that. So the whole idea of the movie is they decide they're going to go back in time thanks to Ant-Man and his thoughts and time travel and then Tony Stark. And they're going to go back and they're going to get the stones before Thanos gets them. And... That was, I think, a, a big prediction everybody had on how they were going to solve the whole snap thing with, with Thanos. And so they split up into teams, basically, and they all go to different places and different times. And the one team, it, it went through a, a bunch of different events, basically. But it gets to the point where Captain America and Iron Man sacrifice or take the chance that they won't ever be able to come back by doing another time jump back to 1970 so that they uh-huh. can get more of the pim particles and get the tesseract at the correct time. now speaking of that part i'm gonna say i thought the easiness of what it was to get the tesseract was kind of lame <laughs> i was just like really he just had to go in there with his torch from his suit iron man cut it open and grab the tesseract like that's lame yeah, but he already know where where everything is though, right? Like um Captain came um went back into uh the seventies with uh with Iron Man um to where the Tesseract would have been because he knew everything about that base. So like kinda like he already knows um the blueprint and know what what to do and how to do it when they got down there. So it's kind of like a heist. It's kind of like just kind of like sneaking in, sneak out, and and go back into their time zone. So, I, I no, I get all that, and that's fine. He, here's here's my biggest flaw with the whole Tesseract thing. You saw Captain Marvel. I saw Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. When that thing fell out and fell on Nick Fury's desk, what did it do? Didn't it burn through? It burned through the desk, like dropped down into the ground, whatever and whatnot. So here's Iron Man and Captain America. They come back to the 70s. The Tesseract is being hidden inside this huge, you know, somewhat of a you know metal machine, whatever you want to call it. But obviously it's a built up military case where they're hiding this thing, right? Mm-hmm. He throws it in a briefcase. Oh, <laughs> he found a random briefcase and threw it in there. Yeah, okay, yes. I see what you mean. Yeah. It doesn't burn through it. 
I mean, I get it. He grabbed it with his gloves. Okay, I get that. Even in the in the part where they went back to what was it, <clears throat> 2014 or something like that, they had it in a you know a military armored case of some kind, which <clears throat> by then I'm sure was you know readily available or easy to make that could hold the tesseract. I get that. But then when they go back to 1970, they just throw it in a regular briefcase and it doesn't just fall out. Like a leather briefcase. <laughs> yeah. So that part I was a little, eh. But anyhow, going back, yeah, as soon as as soon as soon you see Cap and he sees Peggy Carter, I'm just like, you know what? Now that they can time travel and they know how to time travel, that's what he's going to do. And, and, and that's what he did. He basically goes back a time you don't know when. You're assuming he goes back to... Because, well, I shouldn't say you don't know when. You know, you go back, it goes back to basically the time that he left on the flight from the first Captain America movie. And because you see him dancing with her, they finally get their dance. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I thought that was a great send off to Captain America. I really did. Um, I, and, I, and I'll say this. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Did you cry in the movie? I got, uh, I got close. I got close. Which okay, so the part that I got closed on was when Tony, um, he was in the kitchen, and he was thinking about how to do the whole time travel. Yeah. And he went into the kitchen. I think it was like a, a upper cabinet. Took out a picture, and it was him and Spider Man. And Spider-Man. I was like, oh, that that was very touching. He's still thinking about that. And then when the Hulk snapped his finger and brought everybody back and Iron Man and Spider-Man kind of like met up in the middle of a battlefield and they hug. I was like, oh, that was a touching moment. That was yeah. a very touching moment. Yeah, I will say that built up the the tears for me. I'm a, I'm a weeper. I cry movies easily. <laughs> uh, so to i mean i don't know if i shed a tear at either of those two moments i will say i welled up but definitely yeah when spider-man was saying goodbye to iron man at the end i cried then and then i cried again with captain america the whole because it was a big scene at the end where they showed him going back and being with peggy carter and then went right into what he does with uh Hawk or not Hawkeye. Sam. What's Sam's code name? Falcon. Falcon, yeah. Yeah. So uh that both that whole scene part right in there, yeah, I was crying like a baby. But uh, I mean I wasn't bawling, I wasn't wailing, but you know, I definitely had tears streaming down my eyes. So but I will say that yeah, so the Iron Man definitely saw that coming. You knew that was gonna happen and and it was kind of—I thought it was kind of cool how they put into perspective with uh, Pepper, how she was always saying, you know, you're never going to be able to rest, you're never going to be able to rest unless you do this. And then at the end, she said, okay, you can rest now. And then that's when he died. So that—that that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. And and like, did you cry or like did did you shed a tear almost when um when Black Widow um sacrificed herself for the Soul Stone? That was tough. I will say this. Here's what I don't get. And and this this was the only problem I had with that whole part. So they they were one of the teams. They they got sent to where the soul stone was. We know going into that, only one of them comes out. 
Yeah. And I can't believe that. God, what the heck's her name? The the android chick. Um, Black Widow. No, Gamora's oh, sister. Um, Nebula. Nebula. She didn't tell them that that this is what's gonna happen if you go there. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hmm. Maybe I mean maybe she thought because nobody would do it then. But I just was kind of like, what? <laughs> I was like, how 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 do how do these two get sent to this spot? Not knowing this is what's going to happen, you know, or or maybe Nebula didn't know. She just knew that her sister went there with her dad and her sister didn't come back. So yeah, she didn't know the exact reason, but it almost felt like she did know and she just never said nothing to anybody. And then at that point, I'm kind of like, dude, you're an android. Why don't you go? But I guess she doesn't really have a soul. I don't know. She can't die, right? Right. Yeah. Well, she can because she does die in a way but it doesn't kill her because i i don't know getting the whole time travel paradox thing with her shooting herself but that's a whole nother story Uh, um sure yeah so i don't know so maybe that's why she didn't go so i i will say that then when i you know when that hit me that holy crap they both have to go there and only one's coming back at that point i was kind of like okay yeah black widow's gonna die but then i then for a split second like i really did think Holy crap, no, it's going to be Hawkeye. He's going to, you know, sacrifice himself for his own family. And, yeah. And then I thought I thought from the get-go it was Hawkeye because of like he doesn't really have much to live for. Um and he's already kind of in that mode of like I'll do whatever. I just just I'll do whatever, right? You know. Yeah, the only reason I kept thinking Black Widow is just cuz she was so she was in such a a bad place after, you know, uh we didn't say this, but there's a 5-year jump. And when you see her at the beginning of that five year and especially at the end of that five year jump, you know, she's in such a bad place that she's, you know, just down and out and crying. And, you know, she is not herself for the most part. So at that point, I kind of knew she's going to do whatever she needs to do to make everybody come back. And she's the one that doesn't have, you know, yeah, they were all her family, but she doesn't have a family family, not like Hawkeye. So I'm like, yeah, they're not going to rip that apart. Yeah, um, I mean, I can see that because, like, um, to me, though, like, when when Hawkeye was first to test out the, the quantum zone, uh, that suit for the quantum zone, um, he kind of, like, threw himself out there to be like, I'll, I'll try it out, I'll... I'll see. Um, I'll I'll risk my life for this. He's and reckless. Pretty reckless. He's very reckless, right? So, so to me, like when I saw that, I'm like, oh, he's just gonna he's gonna die. He's gonna give himself up for everything. And and um, when that happened, I was like, oh, so um, he's gonna sacrifice himself for the Soul Stone um, instead of Black Widow. But lo and behold, I was wrong. <laughs> and 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 Black Widow was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, um, launch myself out there and 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 give myself up yeah i so like i said you know right on the fact that prediction she would die but i did not see it happening like that and so that that was that's pretty yeah there was a touching moment between the two of them i don't know that i don't remember that i got teary-eyed at that point i may may have maybe got a little welled up but nothing major so I don't know. Maybe that's just I'm not a. I wasn't never a huge Black Widow fan. I don't know. Um, did you? 
I did well. I kind of got a little welled up at the end when Tony um, hugged his dad, um, Howard Stark, when they went back in time. So there's that there there's one point in the movie. Um, kind of like what we're talking about that they went back to the 70s to get the Tesseract um, and and Tony Stark ran into Howard Stark down in the dungeon where they kept the Tesseract and and they kind of like left together the um, the compound together and at the very end uh, when they kind of like uh, split up Tony actually like was talking to his dad Howard Stark and and at the end, they, they kind of hug each other. I was like, oh, that's a very touching moment. That really shows how Tony Stark is actually like a really, you know, a human being, right? Because he plays this badass. This, I don't care. I'm a billionaire. But it also gives him kind of like, oh, he does have a soft spot. Yeah. Um, right. So that, I, I really like that little little um, meetup, I would say. Yeah, but... So no, I don't think I got sad or welled up, but at that point, to me, that just further reassured me that he was gonna die because now he got that closure with his dad. You know, he always had, always had those issues with his dad, and you know, what kind of a man was his dad? Was his dad a monster? Was his dad a good guy? Um, and he even mentioned that in that scene that you know he always thought his dad was super hard on him, but now he knows his dad really wasn't being hard on him. His dad was just making him into a great man. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. So he got that closure, more of that. He could put his mind at rest, which then played into at the end where, you know, like I said, Pepper tells him, okay, you can rest now because everything's fine. Everything's going to be okay. And that's when he was able to, you know, to die at peace. So, um, no, yeah, that was good. Now, the last person we haven't talked about out of, out of the original six I think is the awesomest part. I don't. I don't want to say it was the best part of the whole movie, but I think what they have planned for that character going forward is just awesome, and that's Thor. Uh, uh you mean you mean you mean Fat Thor? Fat Thor. <laughs> um, thick, thick Thor. Yeah, he looked like maybe he was shedding a little weight at the end there. <laughs> Not so much. He needed a salad, just like his mom was saying. <laughs> his mom even told me to eat a salad. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was great. He was, I mean, he was definitely, I mean, Hulk had some comic comedic parts. Ant-Man had a few comedic parts, but Thor was the was the laugh of the whole movie. I mean, the dude didn't stop. And uh, I, um, I, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, you know, I've seen him do some comedies before and he, he pulls it off pretty well. And Thor's always had some decent one liners, but that dude, the whole movie, like it was just nonstop comedy. I mean, like, so when you, when, uh, when I first saw him in his robe and all that stuff, uh, playing games and, 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 um, in his, uh, new Asgard, I was like, that's the dude. I mean, his long hair, his beard, he's yeah. drinking booze. He's like, that's the do uh, from Big Lebowski. That's the do. I know. Yeah. Well, even right. even Stark called him Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it, I mean, he had a good wine liner. I mean, like they did an amazing job teaming him up with Rocket. Um, oh yeah. Oh, uh, you know, like Rocket had those wine liners and and uh, uh, and 
uh, uh, Thor had his. Uh, it, it was just comedy go when they were on him. I was like, show more of those two. So there's a couple things I had to look up before we started the podcast today, and I forgot to go look up. Who were those two people he was playing games with? So that was Korik. Um, uh, they were part of Thor Ragnarok. Um, when Thor was at that other planet um, uh, uh, run by... Um, oh, I kind of remember him now, yeah. I, I forgot what that guy was named. Um, yeah, so so they were in the other planet, and, and they were part of the quote-unquote gladiators. Yes, um, yes. And, and so that was Korek, and I forgot the other guy. So um, they had some funny moments of playing Fortnite and... and and how yelling Thor, <laughs> Thor yelling was yelling at, at the other kid. <laughs> yeah, that was no, that was awesome. But the way they, what they have planned for Thor going forward, and we'll say, well, I guess we could save that for the end because we're going to talk about everything going forward, what what's going on with the universe going forward. Uh-huh. But I, yeah, the Thor character I thought was was great in this whole movie. I there wasn't much of it that I didn't like. You know, in the beginning he was brutish, he was down and out, and he was very ticked off he comes in he annihilates thanos um and you kind of gotta see what you know i mean we could talk about what he did to, to annihilate him but at that point it was like wow you know and then then you just see him and it's like after that five-year time jump and you just see how it affected him and how it messed him up in the head and made him not right and then he turned into fat thor and oh that was hilarious that was hilarious yeah, um, I, I really like I've always said that the Thor movies to me, with the exception of Ragnarok, Ragnarok was pretty good. But the first two Thor movies to me, I didn't really care for them. I was always just kind of like, eh, they were all right. You know, they were, they were probably one of my lowest movies in the MCU. Huh. And yeah, I, I never really cared for them. And uh, this movie, that was one of my favorite characters. So, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, since you brought it up, um, did that shock you at the very, like, I think it was, what, 10, 15 minutes in, um, and they went and, um, recognized where, or they found out where, um, Thanos was at, so they were, so their, so their plan was to go to him, um, take, take the, uh, the, the gauntlet back and undo everything that, that, that snapped. Uh, 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 kill everybody, um, and then they just literally kill Thanos right then and there in the first fifteen minutes. Right. I was, I was like, like, "What the hell is going to happen now?" Right? Because that uh, that threw me for a loop. Well, again, I, at, at this point, you that almost cemented in my mind. Okay, it's going to be a time travel movie. They, they, uh-huh. they jumped ahead five years. Now they're going to have to somehow jump back. They're not necessarily jump back because they don't really jump back. They still stay in the five-year time jump, which uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects some of the other movies going forward. But anyways, um, at the same time, it was kind of like, all right, you knew this was going to be a time travel story because how else were they going to go get the stones again and all that? But yeah, so I mean, I mean, basically, you know, no, you know, we're not holding back here. Thor comes in, just takes his head off. <laughs> and, uh, he went for the head. He went. Yeah, for the I was head. like, "What? What just happened?" And he goes, "I went for the head." And then he just turned around and walked out. It was like, "Holy crap!" And but you know what? If that was if that was for real, I mean, wouldn't that be how everybody felt? 
you know, why are you letting this guy just sit here and keep talking? Just take him out, be done. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, like they, there's uh, saying those guys did take out half of everybody. So, um, I, 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 if I was in Thor's shoes, I wouldn't have felt bad. I would have been like, all right, let's end this right now. Right. And well, so here, the only problem I have with that scene is unless they're saying, and and they did kind of play it up because when you, when you first go to see Thanos, it shows him going through this garden and stuff and, you know, he goes and he's walking into his hut. When he's walking into his hut, he's limping. Uh-huh. You know, at that point, he's beaten up pretty bad. And you find out that really what happened is, is he used the gauntlet again from using it now a second time. He uh, he's it. The, you Whenever you use the gauntlet, period, it messes you up like it massive hurts radiation and just, yeah, it practically kills you. And he used it twice. So it not only messed him up supposedly the first time, but then the second time it it nearly killed him. So at this point, you know, he's down and beaten up pretty bad. And that's when Thor comes in and just whop, lops off his head. So that just I was like, all right, I could see that. Maybe Thanos without the gauntlet isn't that much of a, uh, a, a you know, a a terror. Yeah. yeah. And uh so then, at the end of the movie, though, he's still kicking everybody's butt. Like, he's handling them like it's no problem. So then I guess I kind of lead you back. You know, I was going to say that that was kind of bogus, that they made him so powerful at the end, and he didn't have the gauntlet then. But then I guess really what it was is that using the gauntlet twice, he survived both times, but he was beaten up pretty bad. So that's why it was easy to go in and just take his head off. So, um, Correct. And... And like kind of seeing Thanos at the end with his double sword or whatever the thing was, that was pretty badass too. So he had that with him at the end, whereas he didn't have it at the beginning. Yep. Um, so so let's let's jump into you know. So do you have a favorite part or a least favorite part? Um. Well, I have a favorite part, and I think. A lot of people would agree with this is that when Captain America in at the end fight um, took up Thor's hammer and started going nuts with it, yeah. I, I was, was I cheer literally. I was like I was one of those guys in the theater that I was like uh, that I cheer. Um, I mean the whole theater went nuts. So um, so everybody had the same feeling uh, when Captain kind of like took up the uh, hammer and just kind of went ape. Was so it? I I will say that's probably that was probably one of my favorite parts too. Either that or seeing when everybody came to the fight. Um. So a split second before that, you can hear Falcon say, "On your left." Everybody yeah. went nuts on that too. I was like, I went nuts on that one. I was like, Oh crap! Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would I would agree that 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 one of those is probably. I don't know which part I like better when he grabbed the hammer or, or when, when Falcon said on your left and then all those little, I don't know what you want to call them. Dr. Portals. Circles portals opened yeah. up and everybody started coming through. That was, that was pretty awesome. Um, so one of you, you mentioned it, you know, your theater went nuts and everybody went crazy. My theater didn't get overly crazy. 
uh, you know, you heard everybody go, ooh, or wow, or something like that. But it wasn't like people, like, I've been in movies before. I want to say maybe it was Star Wars The Force Awakens. People just straight up were, like, clapping and cheering and, yeah, and yelling and stuff. And, you know, I've been in theaters like that before. And it wasn't quite that crazy. Now, I will say, too, I was in a, a smaller theater. It wasn't that big of a theater. But it wasn't that crazy. You heard the oohs and ahs and, you know, you heard mumblings when things happened. But otherwise, yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't like you said. It wasn't like everybody, you know, when when he grabbed the hammer, everybody was like, whoa, you know, or something like that. But it wasn't to the point of it didn't distract me at all. Like, I didn't think, oh, everybody just went nuts. I didn't think that. I just was like, yeah, well, okay, watching a movie. (laughs) Yeah, no, like my theater was very lively, I would call it. Okay, well, that's pretty cool then. I don't know. That'll be that'll be something when I go see it a second time. <laughs> uh, um, and well, like you mentioned what will be my least favorite. Um, I would say I was surprised how sappy the first half of the movie would be. I was like, wow, this is really getting drawn out of how sappy this whole first half. I'm not saying that I didn't like the first half. I felt that first half was kind of drawn out. Um, it was it was a downer, but I, I almost think they had to do that to get you then excited and pumped up for the fights at the end. Correct, correct. Um, I felt the two hours at the beginning. I didn't feel that last hour, if you know what yeah. I mean. Like that last hour because of all the fight scene, all the how everything coming together. Um, it didn't feel like it was an hour. Um, however, the first two hours of that movie, you, I, I felt it. I felt it literally. Yeah, like, I, wow, this is really long movie. <laughs> I, I looked at my watch at one point, like, well, we're an hour and a half in. Okay, I guess it's got to start going the other way sooner or later. Come on, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, it's not like I'm not saying that was like not a good movie. I'm just saying you, I felt that first two hours. Sure. So, uh, I'm going to talk about my least favorite part, but my least favorite part kind of goes into the next, I guess you can say, segment that we wanted to talk about, which is also, I don't know, maybe not. My least favorite part, I'm going to just say, is how little they use Doctor Strange. Or how little they use Captain Marvel. Yeah. That exactly, you know, that's another good point. I mean, she made an appearance in the beginning of the film, she made an appearance at the end of the film, and it was like, really? That was it? You know what? I'm gonna say this I have a bad taste in my mouth for Captain Marvel because really, she, I get it, she's out there saving all these other planets and stuff, but if that was me. I would have a, a, what do you call it? Uh, I would have that this is my home planet and this comes first kind of feeling. And I know she's not supposed to. She's supposed to be this all-powerful, I treat everybody the same kind of superhero. But I still think when it comes to Earth, I would have an overwhelming kind of... uh, 
homage that I have to pay to Earth. And it looks like it's heading that way when you see, even after the five-year time jump, she's sitting there doing stuff. And then all of a sudden she tells him, now I'm going to be gone for a while. Okay, well, I'm going to have another pager <laughs> set up so that when I know what's going on, I can hit a button and say, get your butt back here. And they maybe they did, and they just didn't show that. But you're telling me it took that long for her to get back again? Come on. Well, I mean, like, kind of like, but she had that um, um, kind of like that one liner saying that the Earth had you guys, the other planets or the other um, uh, places don't have people like them. So there's no superheroes, I guess I would say. And I get it, but you're telling me when they start doing, when they're getting ready to go do their time jump, they haven't already contacted her? They said that channel's open. You tell me they haven't already contacted her and said, hey, look, this is what we're doing. If this works, we're thinking, and and I'm, and I'm not saying right before they go. I'm saying a day or two before they go. And they're not saying if this works in two days, it's all going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. You need to be back here. And then she could say, okay, it's going to take me three days, so wait an extra day before you do this. Come on. You could have planned that out better. <laughs> give me, give me, give me something here. Yeah. Um, but she did come back just in the, just in time to, to help out a little yeah. bit. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, just in the nick of time. I mean, it was a great entrance for her and everything. And, and it was like, but I almost forgot about her. I'm sitting there watching the whole movie and I'm forgetting about her. And then all of a sudden when she shows up, I'm like, Oh yeah, she has to show up and kick butt. You know, it was like, I don't know. I, well, I, like I'm over because I'm over um, Captain Marvel. <laughs> they played up her character like so much that they're like, she's the only one that can help the team to beat Thanos, and it was everything but right. Um, yeah. she was just kind of like coming in, like, ah, okay, all right, all right, okay. Yeah, I so that. Uh, my least favorite part was how little they use those two characters. I think, like I said, I, I don't know that I count her because like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of over the character now. I'm, I'm like, yeah, whatever. So to me, it was Dr. Strange. I liked, I, I'm a big fan of that movie. Um, so I really liked that character and yeah, I, I, I was disappointed that he didn't have more profound, I mean, his role was key, and I get all that, but I think they could have used him more in the movie. So that was, I would say, one of my least favorite parts. But that kind of leads into what character wasn't in the movie would you like to see in the movie? That was one of our next thoughts. And I had two for this, but one really, he wasn't, it wasn't that he wasn't in the movie, just he wasn't in enough. And again, that's Doctor Strange. I I, I just really wish they would have used him more in the movie. But overall, I guess if I had to pick somebody that wasn't in the movie that I wanted to see in the movie, um, I, I wanted to see either an X-Men show up. And that, was, <laughs> that was a prediction of mine is I thought they would have some kind of tie in now that the X-Men are, are there. You know, and again, I think they could have done an extra scene at the end and they could have used that um, to their advantage. But or when we talked about it, I think it was just this past week at work. But Coulson. I, I think that was a oh, yeah. that they didn't bring him back because um, I think they did show his picture once. Like when they were going through those uh, screens of people that were missing. Uh-huh. I think his his did show up on there once, but I uh, totally. 
I don't know. I, I just think that there there could have been some way they could have, you know, brought him in or shown him or at least mentioned, okay, we can't show him because he died. We found out we found out he he survived the Loki attack because they've never even mentioned that. They could have said he survived the Loki attack and but then he did die for real from stuff that he's been doing with his team or something like that. Well, like I mean, like they brought back so many people, so many people. They even brought back Natalie Portman, which I thought it was not going to happen. Right, and, that was a little nuts. Uh, and and like Renee Russo because of uh, Thor's mom. Um, I mean, like there's so many people that they brought in just for this movie that I didn't think they would. That I was surprised that Coulson was not in it. Yeah, definitely. And then Nick Fury. That was that was a waste. That was a complete waste. He had more speaking lines at the end of Infinity War than he had in this. He didn't even have a speaking line in this movie. He just showed up for like he two just seconds. Showed up for two seconds. That was that was a waste. Um. Yeah. So, uh, it was him and what and and the whole Shield, right? Well, Shield is not is not around anymore. But well, like, it was General General Ross. So uh, William Hurt's character, General Ross, from Hulk mostly, but then also from uh, Civil War. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, Maria Hill. Correct. And you see them last, and then it goes up on the porch, and on the porch you see standing there, Captain Marvel, she's standing there. And we're talking about the very uh, Iron end. Man's funeral. Yeah. Basically. So you see Captain Marvel standing there, and then at the very last second, come walking out on the porch, you see Nick Fury. And that's it. That's all you see. He walks out of the porch because you know he's at the funeral. <laughs> that's it. It's like, yeah, he showed up. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, yeah, so they didn't use, but there were so many people in this movie that I think it was hard for them to have a line or two just for everybody. It, it definitely, this movie was definitely about the original six. It was definitely about an end to that era of the Avengers. Um, that that was the main point of the movie, and and now they're passing it on to the other people. So I I get it. I do overall in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it was already a three hour movie. Granted, I think we both agree they probably could have taken the first hour and a half, two hours, and chopped it down a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, I still think it's a great movie. So did they do the right thing? I guess I'm gonna have to say they did. But I don't know. So. What about you? Who 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 else do you think was there anybody else that you would have liked to have seen in the movie? Um kind of like the uh the X-Men, that would have been cool, or like um you mentioned Wolverine. Um yeah. uh, that would have been kind of cool if he was able to jump in for maybe like a one-liner. Um, um but like what we talked about was that um Captain Marvel, he didn't well she didn't do too much. Um, and the whole, um, Peter Quill, like they didn't even use him at all. He just got like that dance sequence when they went, uh, when, went back in time for the, I forgot what, what stone that was. Um, and, and he did a dance sequence and he got knocked out and that was it. And, um, he had uh, maybe like what one liner here and there and like a oh, fight at scene the, at the end. We'll talk about it. 
we'll talk about it. He had a decent, he had a he had the Thor send off at the end. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, but that was it though, right? He didn't have any. Um, that whole team didn't have anything like Drax the Destroyer didn't say a line. Um, Groot maybe had what like a couple Groot? I am Groot. He he said uh, it once, I think. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that didn't even sound like Vin Diesel. I wonder if it really was. I don't even know. Yeah, but he's a teenager group, so maybe not even. Um, then they they use a different character, maybe um, a voice actor. Well, they did. Um, they did use him in Infinity War. So. Oh, did they? Yeah, it was Vin Diesel in Infinity War. Oh. Um, yeah. So like the whole Guardian of the Galaxy, they they were just kind of like um, not really in the movie. I mean, granted that most of them uh, left because of the snap except rocket um uh but like when they came back and it was just kind of like oh gamora kicked them in the nuts uh because um she doesn't it's not the same gamora correct it's not the same gamora um and and that was it right they had a couple fight sequence and that was it i was like oh okay yeah all right well yeah i see what you're saying but again that goes back to it was hard to have that many people in a movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that you ever see anything like that again. The other day at work, girl I work with, she was, because me and uh, my other coworker were talking about the movie. And she was like, what is this movie? And what's the big deal? And I was like, here. And I pulled up IMDb and I just said, scroll through and just look at this cast. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, there's a lot of people in that movie. I'm like, yeah. So it was, uh, it, I'm sure it was hard for them, but. I don't know. It was is it, it is what it is. You, you got to kind of if you hated the movie, you could complain about it, complain about it. But I don't think either of us hated the movie, so I'm not gonna complain about it. They did they did the right thing. They made the movie good, so they did really good job. Yeah. So all right, let's let's talk about we're, we're pretty much wrapping up here. But at the end of the movie, we were talking about the people <clears throat> they were going through and scanning through at. Iron Man's funeral, and uh-huh. pretty much everybody was expected, but right before you got to uh, General Ross and Maria Hill and Cap Marvel and Nick Fury, there was a boy standing there, and he just looked like he was by himself wandering around, and it was like, yeah, what the heck? And because like the lead up to this whole scene, it was everybody, like everybody that you come that were in the movies, and you recognize everybody, right? Everybody. You know, oh, that's so and so, that's so and so in that movie, that's so and so in that movie. There was everybody was there for purpose except this one boy. I, I don't know who that is, but you do. So, so please, so, sorry. So it drove no, yeah, it drove me nuts. And so as soon as the movie was done and the credits were rolling and we were waiting for the end of the end of the credits, I started searching it on my phone and and I still didn't find it. And then I was trying to search it while I was walking out to my car, but it was raining. So I ended up waiting. I got home. I didn't even come in my house. I sat in my car in my driveway (laughs) to find out. And there's, there's a couple different sites and and it talks about everybody that was at the funeral and who they were. And (laughs) there's one actually, and it just says, who's the strange boy at the end of the funeral. And so I guess, and I didn't even remember him, but I did remember maybe a, year ago them talking about this character going to be in the being in the movie uh the character's name is is harley keener 
and he's the little boy in Iron Man 3 that Tony crashes into his garage and he kind of rejuvenates Tony and, and says to Tony, you know, hey, you're Iron Man. You you save people. You're a hero. And this is what you do. Because if you remember in Iron Man 3, that was after Age of Ultron. And Tony felt like he screwed everything up and it should be the end of everything. And they were no good and all that kind of stuff. And he kind of had a downward spiral. And he, he ends up crashing in his little boy's garage. And throughout the movie, the little boy is kind of like, what brings him back to being a hero. And so that's who that character was. And that it was, was the him? same. Yeah. And it was the same actor. So obviously, you know, he aged because that movie was 10 years ago. I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not for sure 10 years, but around 10 years. So you take that little boy who at that point was, you know, probably seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, something like that. Throw 10 years on him. You know, he's a late teenager, early twenties kid so that's that's who it was so that kind of leads into at the end is the metal on metal sound there's no end credit scenes um nothing like that by now if you if you've hung with us through podcasts this far you know there's the metal on metal sound at the end of the movie that's the big ooh. so that leads me to this question Originally, everybody's saying, you know, what is that sound? And they're saying a lot of people are saying that that was Tony forging his suit for the first time. It was a, it was a, uh, you know, a send off to Iron Man. And I get it. And that probably does make the most sense. However. Could it be this kid getting ready to take over the mantle of Iron Man? And that's a lot of the speculation about why they even brought him into the scene into the end of the movie. Why would you show this show this person up and make this person be there at the end, you know, and and not really explain it other than, oh, yeah, here's a throwback to Iron Man three. But now the question is, is this kid because if you remember in the movie, the kid was pretty, pretty good at inventing stuff himself and creating things himself in his garage. And that's uh-huh. Tony kind of was like enamored by it and thought of himself when he saw this kid doing stuff. So then the question is. Okay, was that really this kid doing that himself, making his own Iron Man suit that to take on the man of Iron Man? Ooh, that could that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that'd be really, really cool actually. So that like the Iron Man lives on. Right. Right. I don't because I mean right now I mean if you look at it, I guess Pepper Potts's suit is. Is the only suit that's that we know of. I'm sure Tony has suits hidden everywhere around his mansion or house or whatever, his little cabin in the woods. But uh, you know, depending on where they want to go with everything, they could you know say his you know, but they'd have to wait like 20 years for his daughter to come take that mantle. You know, she's only a young girl. She's only like four or five, so it can't be her. So they got to do something. You know, if they want to have Iron Man. That might be the next best thing is that that boy. So. Hmm. Well, I mean, like, so they got um, War Machine for a little while, I, I guess. I guess yeah. that's as close as going to get. But, like, um, having that Iron Man character, um, which is missing now because he, he he's not with us anymore. Um, um, Remember, he's, he's the one that creates the suits and has the ability to invent all the things for these suits. 
So you, you got to have a character come along that can do all that because War Machine doesn't do that. He gets whatever Tony gives him, you know. Uh-huh. Pepper Potts didn't do that. She wore the suit that Tony made for her. So you, you got to have somebody who, you know, they could bring that that boy along and say, oh, yeah, because Tony took care of him after he met him. And he's been at school getting an engineering degree and doing this and this and this. And he's been doing side work, you know, for Tony or whatever all this time. And he knows how to do all this kind of, you know, creation and inventions and stuff. Um, that would be pretty cool. Um, yeah. Because, like, Spider-Man, um, he has his suit. But sooner or later, he needs an upgrade. So if this guy can help him out, that would be pretty cool, too. Right, exactly. That's that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he's got this suit now. I mean, sure, Spider Man could always go back to old school and not have a teched out suit. But if he does want to keep having a teched out suit, he's gotta find somebody that can take care of it and do the maintenance on it, you know? <laughs> Somebody's gotta do the maintenance, right? Yes, sir. But uh I don't know. So do you have anything more on the uh metal on metal sound? I yeah, I was hoping that it was going to be a different character, like um, um, some of the X-Men's coming in or something that we never thought of. But if it's another Iron Man, I can see that. Yeah. So overall, end of the movie. Good? Bad? What'd you think? Um, I think it was pretty good. Um, I won't, I'm not ranking it as my favorite i think i still rank civil war above this one i really like civil war you know Um, i i i I agree with you i totally agree with you i i was telling i was telling my daughter this morning i didn't i didn't let my daughter go see the movie i'm a bad i'm a bad horrible punishing father but she got in trouble (laughs) so uh, i didn't let her go see the movie yet not that it's not going to be at the theaters and i won't take her in a week or two, <laughs> but um, I didn't let her go see it with me this time. And uh, I was telling her that it was a great movie. I really enjoyed the movie, but I do not think it's the best Marvel movie ever. And as far as where it ranks, you know, I think I had Infinity Wars my number one. Oh, originally, and I. I definitely think Affinity War was better than this one. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you know, the more the more you think back to Civil War and how it kind of brought more characters together other than the first Avengers even. Um yeah, I think Civil War is a pretty tight movie. Like the way it was written and the way it was done and everything and the way it was put together and even though it, it didn't necessarily in, leave you with a great feeling because they're all split up it was still yeah that was a really good movie but i i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and say i I still think infinity war was was a better was a better movie like i left that movie even though it was a downer but you were so excited to see what was next and maybe that was part of it maybe now maybe this one is kind of a downer to me because it's, it's closure on most of this world or universe of that we've seen so far I mean, granted, we know there's going to be more to it, but, you know, it's the end of the the, the legends of Avengers, you know, so maybe that's why to me it's it was it was it's not 
right now is good. I'll have to come back to that. I would say in a few months and think about it more after I've had a chance to digest it a little more. Um, so well, like kind of be saying like um, the Infinity War at the end, it left me wanting more. So that's why I think I'll, I'll, I'll rank it higher than Endgame. But, like, the way that this movie ends, it kind of wraps up pretty much everything. Yeah, it kind of, at the end, it 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 sets up for the next phase um, of of the Marvel Universe. But, like, you know, it's like, okay, all right, I'm satisfied. I mean, like, I'm not looking forward, forward to what happens next, but it just wraps up. Like, all right, cool. So I think that's why, um, and also that plus the, first two hours is kind of like a little bit too moody for me um that's why i didn't rank it as high though yeah no i I hear you um so like at the end what we talked about was that captain came back from his time travel uh putting the stones back and 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 now he came back kind of like a little bit older a little bit no not his usual captain america self so he passed on the mantle of Captain America to Falcon um, instead of uh, um, the Winter so the Winter Soldier of um, Bucky. Um, Bucky. Thank you. Were you? Uh, did that catch you off guard? A little bit, I think so, because well, so so let, let me back up a little bit. So they kind of took what's happening, what or what has happened lately in the comics, and molded that into this. All right, because what was funny was if you're a fan of Captain America in the in the comic book world, mm-hmm. um, I think it was two years ago. No, maybe it wasn't even two years. Maybe it was two years ago. Was it two years ago? Where in in uh, oh the TV show. Agents of Shield, where you find out that uh, Hydra has really been Shield all these years. Yeah, um, okay. I think wasn't that uh, Civil that, War or no? No, that's uh, not Civil War. No, it no. was Civil War. It was actually I don't think it's really been brought up a ton in the movies. Um, well, maybe it was Civil. No, it wasn't Civil. Age of Ultron. It showed up a little bit, didn't it? And that's why Nick Fury was in hiding. Uh, no, that would have been too far ago. I think it was just in TV show mostly. No, Nick Fury got shot though, right? Didn't he get killed in Civil War? I didn't think Nick Fury was in Civil War. Nick Fury wasn't even in Civil War. Yeah, he wasn't even in Civil War. Which movie did Nick Fury got shot and they almost trying to kill him? I thought it was Civil War, no? I thought that was Age of Ultron because they're all at the farm and they thought he was dead. And then he showed up at the farm. Oh, okay. So it could have been Age of Ultron then. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, so that whole thing played into the comics where at one point, and I don't even know, I'll be honest, I didn't keep up with enough in the comics to know where it ended. Captain America is part of Hydra or plays to be a part of Hydra. So mm-hmm. in the movie, they they did with the whole time jump where he knows all these people at one point are part of Hydra and he gets in the elevator and he's trying to get the, the sword away from them. And he's like, 
that's okay. I'll take this and all that. And they're like, no, nah, we can't do it. No, nah, we can't do it. And he goes, that's okay. He goes, hail Hydra. And oh, that, that was, was pretty like, cool. That was like a huge, like, I mean, that was uh, a crushing comic book cover just like a year, year and a half, two years ago. And it was, the cover was showing Captain America and he's saying, hail Hydra. And it just blew fans crazy with anger, you know, that they would ever do that. So to have him do that in a movie was pretty awesome. And then going on with the comic books, um, Captain America does die again, I think, for like the third or fourth time or something. And uh, in in that happening with him dying, um, Falcon does take over as Captain America for a while. And I think. I think he is Captain America. I don't know if he's still Captain America. I think Captain America's back. I think Steve Rogers is back in the comics. But, so that kind of plays with the comics, where the comics made Falcon Captain America, where years mm-hmm. ago they did something similar where Captain died and Bucky became Captain America. Mm-hmm. But I think the character of Winter Soldier is is bigger and different from what Bucky was at the point when he took over as Captain America in the comics. So, was I shocked? Yes. I thought, oh, wow, you know, okay, he's going to give it to Bucky. Because here, and this goes into my whole theory of stuff again. I know Tony wields the 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 shield around like it's no big deal. But I thought to be able to really use that shield, you had to have, like, super strength and, and all that kind of stuff. I didn't think just Joe Schmo could take the shield and use it the way Captain America does. Oh, um maybe i'm wrong but like the way he throws it around and he can bounce it off stuff and bring it back i thought it had to do with the super strength oh so if that's true falcon don't have super strength he doesn't have anything right he's got he had his suit that was it which that was a bad scene where he takes his wings and stabs it into that monster did he yeah you didn't see that in the movie no. He came flying in, and when he went to land, he took his wings and he pointed them down, and he jabbed them, stabbed them right into one of the one of Thanos's monsters. Or oh, really? Yeah. But anyways, so yeah, giving him, giving passing the mantle Captain America onto him wasn't overall shocking and surprising. Um, like I said, that was one of those those moments though where I had I had the tears of streaming because I was like, this is a good you know, it's a good ending for Captain America. So, yeah. That was that was okay. I was good with that. Um, yeah, just caught me off guard because like like um, Falcon doesn't have any superpowers, right? He doesn't have super strength. He doesn't have um, anything. Um, but now he is going to be captain of this whole team, of this whole Avenger team. Um, now that Black Widow is gone, so pretty much he's going to be um, uh, you think the so? leader. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That necessarily means he's going to be captain. I mean, that wasn't why Captain America was Captain America. He was Captain America because they made, they wanted him in the movie, you know, or the first Captain America movie. You know, Captain sounds better than Private America. But, <laughs> you know, that, that that didn't really make him the leader of the Avengers. I don't. Eh, maybe he'll be the leader of the Avengers. I don't know. I guess I guess it would make sense at this point because. Where 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 we are going forward, that that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I guess because he's one of the only ones left. Well, okay, so so let's say uh, with with Falcon, not counting Falcon, I, in my opinion, I would let Black Panther lead Avengers. 
who would yeah. you who, who would you pick to lead the Avengers outside of Falcon? If he's willing to do it, or if he would want to do it, and I don't know, I was gonna say Professor Hulk, but Professor Hulk is always so unsure of himself, you know, he's always so wishy-washy. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you're right. It it have to be Falcon, or well, now Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you know, another thing I'm gonna say is they cemented Ant Ant Man's place in the Avengers with this movie. I mean, he, he played a huge part in this movie. He had a lot of scenes in this movie. He had a lot of great scenes in this movie, did a lot of saving, you know, not just of other team members, but he was a huge, huge part of this movie, but he is not a leader by far. No. So, um, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Sam, Sam's the man pretty much. Um, because like, um, I can't see Hawkeye leading him either, right? Um, he just kind of like, he's too dedicated to his family. Well, he's uh, already he's already retired what once or twice, so yeah. So he's so he's not going to come back and lead the whole league. No, uh, no, or, so. or or the team, not the league. Um, yeah, so like I don't think of, I can't picture anybody else because like, get um the Guardian of Galaxy and Thor. They took off. So, yeah. So, let's. So well, yeah, let's talk about that. So, what do, what do, what do we know going forward? Do you want to talk about that or you want to talk about how much money this thing's making first? Oh, uh, we can go. We can talk about uh, moving forward. Yeah, let's talk about moving forward. So, Iron Man's dead. Captain America's an old, 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 old dude. <laughs> so, he's not around anymore. Although, they could do some crazy time travel stuff if they wanted to. Um, Black Widow's dead. Which means any movies, and we already kind of knew her movie was going to be a, a prequel. Uh-huh. So even if they do sequels on her prequel, it's still going to be prequels because she's dead and there's no way to bring her back. That was part of the storyline in this movie was trying to figure out how to bring, bring her back. Um, Professor Hulk is Professor Hulk. However, he's recovering from massive injury from holding the gauntlet. Um. So, yeah, they could do more with him, definitely. He could still be a part of the Avengers, um, or he could have his own stories, you know, going forward. Hawkeye, there's supposedly going to be this, what is it, TV show on Disney Plus? Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. So that could be, you know, either like his old missions when he was younger, or it could be going forward what he's doing now. You know, or... maybe he's going to be a big part of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. Or they talk about what what he was doing this five years uh, from Hawkeye to Roland. Yeah, that, tra- that transition, that'd be pretty cool. To, to me, it'd then be, he's Ronan, he's not Hawkeye. You know what I mean? I don't know. If if, if they're calling it Hawkeye, you gotta see him as the character Hawkeye, not as Ronan. Ronan was just uh, a, a evil, killer. Evil assassin, straight up. So... Um, so then let, let's go into, so we know WandaVision is going to be a show and that's obviously going to be back to when, like you, I think you mentioned this on one of the other podcasts, it's going to be back to when, uh, Wanda and Vision were spending all this time together and doing all these little side rendezvous because Vision's not back. Vision's still gone. Right. 
um, his stone yeah, didn't get put back or anything. He didn't come back. He didn't come back for the fight. So he's still gone. Correct. Um, so WandaVision obviously is going to be a prequel. Uh, and then other than Loki. Falcon, oh, Loki. He's still dead. He didn't come back. Right? Correct. So everybody that before the snap who died um, is still dead. Who, correct. And they only brought back people that that died because of the snap. Right. And the only person they, they couldn't right, exactly. So like Vision died before the snap. Yep. So he didn't come back. Um so then the other show that they talked about was uh Falcon and Winter Soldier, which to me, that's going to then become the Captain America show. I don't know. Yeah, like, are they going to um, let that build up in the TV show before before they bring uh, bring him back into the big screen? Is that how they're going to work out? I don't know. It's just because, like, um, he'll need time to develop his, you know, character, his powers um, in a TV show. Um and, and then see how that kind of plays out before they kind of gives them the mantle of of a uh, Captain America um, movie, right? I, I def I definitely this will be the out of the Marvel side of Disney Plus the show I'm most looking forward to. Oh, really? The Falcon and Winter so- Soldier? Yeah, just to know what what is it going to be about? I mean, unless they come out and say that these two were hanging out somewhere at some point in time and they drag it out for a couple seasons of a TV show. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that it's going forward and what they're going to do to build back the Avengers or something. And if that's the case, that's going to be badass, bad, badass. So I don't um, know. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. So, but here, okay, here's, I'm going to say this. And again, it's shocking. Even myself, the biggest surprise to me was that Thor left left Asgard to Valkyrie and he joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. I was shocked by that and at the same time I was delighted by it and I'm now so looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be one funny movie um because of how funny Peter Quill is or that like the whole Guardians of the Galaxy movies um have been and now that Thor is his comedic, uh, have a, have a comedic side of him, um, it's gonna be one funny movie to uh, check out. Yeah, because it's all just a bunch of goofy characters now. I mean, none of them. Nebula is probably the most straight-headed person on that team. Because before it was Gamora, who was always kind of the, I don't want to say moral center, but she was always the one. Trying to keep people, hey, think straight, you know, think right. Because, you know, Peter Quill's ego gets in the way. Now you're going to have Thor's ego get in the way. Rocket's ego gets in the way. Drax's ego gets in the way. You know, Groot's the only one who's kind of like, ah, whatever, I'm Groot, you know. And then so, the girl with the antenna. Uh, antenna. Um, she's just she's just very passive. <laughs> she's yeah. just too very much, okay, whatever, I'm here. Um. <laughs> Antenna Girl, Rocket even called her. Antenna Girl. <laughs> Antenna Girl. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was funny. Um, but, like, Gamora is not with the team for a little while, it looks like. Right. So that's what I'm wondering is, like, Guardian of the Galaxy 3, is that going to be, like, 
I don't want to say like Star Trek, the search for Spock, but is that going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy, the search for Gamora? You know, are they going to go try to find her and get her back as part of the team? Is that is that Peter's back end plan? You know, is that what his overall plan is? Because he was sitting there and it says he was searching for her, trying to find where she was in the galaxy. And then when everybody walked in, he kind of hid that away. So is he going to try to be, you know, okay, yeah, let's go do these missions, and it's going to be on our way to help finding Gamora. Um, right, so, like, that's the only character that we don't see on um, Peter Quill's ship at the end, right? Is yeah, Gamora. She's, she's gone. She wasn't at the funeral either. She made it through, though, didn't she? She made it. Yeah, she made it through. She lived. But now, so the big thing is, is that this is Gamora from 2014. This is not the Gamora that died in Infinity War. Correct. This is the Gamora before she met Peter Quill. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, Correct. you know, she had no ties. So when the fight was done, you know, she, you know, all her friends and family just disintegrated and went away with uh, Tony Snap. So... She's now on her own, you know, finding, doing her own thing. So um, she doesn't know the Guardians of the Galaxy at that point. Yeah, so she's coming in fresh again. Yep. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that'd be a pretty cool movie to look forward to. Um, now, I don't know if since Sean Gunn, that, the, um, the director that, that, that directed the first two movies, do you think he now he's coming back for a third? Do you think that he had that all planned out with Thor being part of the team or not? Hmm. Because I, like I, I thought think. he I thought he wrote that um I thought he wrote and directed it, I think. Um uh and and, and I from what I understood, he wrote this movie way before um uh, Infinity War, um, so that, um, so that like he, I don't know if he even knew or they even thought it out that far that hey Thor is gonna be a part of get uh, um, a part of the team of Guardian of the Galaxy. Maybe, maybe I don't know. That's a, I mean that's a good point. I mean, the Russo brothers, I for some reason it comes to mind that. They had a lot of talks with all the other directors of all the other Marvel movies when they were getting ready to do Infinity War and all that to begin with. So there had to, I'm sure there had to have been some kind of discussion there between them saying, you know, this is how we're bringing Thor in and meeting the Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to put him as part of the Guardians of the Galaxy or something. There had to have been something there. And, you know, it almost makes you wonder, is that why that Sean Gunn ended up getting fired? James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn. Sorry. Is that why he ended up getting fired, you know, to begin with? Maybe he disagreed with the whole idea and said, no, you're screwing up my plans. And they said, well, that's not part of what we're doing, so you're gone. And then finally they got to a, an agreement where they could both say, okay, we can work this out. And that's why he's now hired back. I don't know, you know. Who who knows? But yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't know. It 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 brings up a lot of questions. Of what's going on in the back end of the Marvel universe? But this, I'm I'm telling you, this was the biggest and happiest surprise for me of the movie. And and uh, you know, I'm not gonna say it was my favorite part. It wasn't my favorite part, but 
it, it definitely I was shocked by it, and I'm excited now for like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy three. It's it's just, I think it's gonna be just a huge comedy. I mean, it's definitely gonna be funny. So. Um, yeah, yeah, because like um, I mean, just it just it's the goofballs in the ship, right? Yeah. Um, so. so like they set it up. So they set up for uh, Falcon. They set it up for um, um, for uh, WandaVision. And now they set it up for Guardian of the Galaxy um, and Spider-Man. And I think that's it, though, right? These four major characters that they are setting up for Phase 4, for the next phase of the Marvel Universe. So I don't, he, go ahead. I, like, like, I was kind of saying that I don't know if, if any more um, characters are, are slated for a movie coming up. So, yeah, I don't know about that either, but... The one, the the two two things that I thought of was one in Black Panther. They didn't show his oh Black Panther. Forgot they about didn't that. show his girlfriend at all in the movie. Black Panther's girlfriend. Uh, it was his sister and his mom. And yeah, his warrior guard, whatever chick. Right. Uh-huh. So that was kind of suspicious to me a little bit. And then, um, so with Spider Man. They're they're gonna have to try to explain this a little better, but are they saying basically now like all the main characters from the Spider-Man movie, with the exception of Aunt May, and well maybe Aunt May too, you don't know, because they said basically all these people disappeared. They were gone the five years. They came back knowing they were gone for five years, even though for them it was like five minutes. Correct. So are you saying all the main characters from Spider-Man now are back and it's just like, oh, yeah, we missed five years, but we're going to pick up with high school right where we left off? Because <laughs> you see him and Ned hug in the high school. All right. And that was my other problem with it, too. So you see Ned and him hug in the halls of high school and it's like the first time they've seen each other. Now, OK, if if something happened where you have this big snap, all these people come back. You're telling me. Okay, yep, we're just starting school on Monday, folks. School starts back up on Monday. So show up, let's go, let's get things going. And, oh, well, it's Saturday. I'll see Ned on Monday. That'll be cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to spend some time with my Aunt May or whatever. But then that's my best friend in high school. In high school, I'm going to go see my best friend. Now, today, maybe not. Maybe today I'm going to spend a week or two with my family. But, I don't know. I was kind of like, eh, that's fishy. And then I'm like, at the same time, I'm thinking too. So they're all just going back and starting back with high school because all of them, not 50%, all of them disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like when, think... if they, if they would have, if they would have, when we got to the movie for Spider-Man showed a Ned five years older or a flash Thompson five years older, I'd have been like, Psh. Get it. Got it. Okay. But they've already shown previews with them and they're all the same. So that means Ned, Flash Thompson, uh, Mary Jane. Or not Mary Jane. Was it Mary Jane? Yeah. It's Mary Jane. It's Mary yeah. Jane. All of them disappeared. Including Spider Man. And if Aunt May isn't five years older than including Aunt May, what a coincidence. So right? they so, were part of the fifty percent. <laughs> So I guess you're saying that like if if Ant Man's 
daughter grew up five years because she survived the snap. And um, uh, Peter um, Peter Parker came back and he looks the same age. You're saying that that there's a discrepancy then, right? Well, five years. If the other people had survived the snap, they would be graduated. They wouldn't be back in high school. Correct, correct. So, yeah, there's a discrepancy there. You're telling me all those people made the 50 percentile. I don't know, maybe they'll address it in the movie somehow. I mean, I think they have to address it in the movie somehow. If they don't, that is going to drive me nuts watching that whole movie. <laughs> so. Um, so, like, going back to Avengers, which which Avenger was it? Or is it Civil War when, um, uh, when Iron Man uh, made all these other things because he's afraid of what's going to happen uh, from the first Avenger, right? So, so, so that's how they kind of address the uh, first Avenger leading into Civil War. Um, are you saying that they're gonna do the same thing, and and like um, Peter Parker is gonna be scarred, and he's gonna do everything he can to prevent something like this from ever happening? Then, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying. I, I don't think that character is really going to change much other than now he's going to think, you know, he's he's fighting to make Tony proud or make Tony happy. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. I think I think that's the only issues he, that he'll have from this is that side of it is that he lost his father figure again. So, um. Yeah, because like I can kind of see how Doctor Strange, because like we even talked about Doctor Strange at all, because he was hardly in the movie. Right. Um, how like this will scar him of moving forward, right? Because like everybody died in this movie, including him, and he lost his time stone. Um, or he gave up his time stone. Um, with the snap. So now he might be coming in the next phase just kind of like amped up and just want to change everything to prevent something like this ever happening. Yeah, that I could see. Yeah, that would make more sense for Doctor Strange. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, and then Captain Marvel, whatever. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Captain Marvel doing what Captain Marvel does. I guess I'm going to roll. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm over Captain Marvel. <laughs> 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 this movie ruined the character Captain Marvel for me. I don't know. Well, she was so hyped up. Like she's gonna save the whole team, but she didn't. She didn't do anything. Yeah, and, and I was so this morning I'm talking with my daughter. She was like, "That's my favorite movie now." You know, I think that's the greatest movie. And I'm just thinking to myself, "Yeah, I didn't think it was that good anymore." I'm like, "Just was, wait." Yeah. So we'll see, but so this movie's killing at the box office. Uh, it's already crushed opening day. Uh, box office records in like 28 different countries including the US um, Canada um, UK everywhere so I, I don't see how this could not be the highest grossing movie of all time period in a month oh for sure for sure I think um, this weekend they're gonna cross maybe what like the three hundred million dollar mark worldwide. Uh, um, well, no. Uh, worldwide it's gonna be 
more than that. I think worldwide they're talking it it could almost make a billion. The first weekend? Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. Um US wide it's gonna it's gonna make three hundred million. Oh domestic. Holy crap. Domestic, yeah. Because it made 156 on Friday alone, so it was it was halfway there. And then you add the 60, it made over 60 on Thursday, which both are records um, over Force Awakens. So right there alone, you're already at like 220. And that's not counting Saturday, Sunday. Wow. So yeah, it, it should easily cross the 300 million domestic. Um, and then uh, yeah, they're saying worldwide, it's pro- it has great chances of billion dollars oh yeah i think there's a good chance it crossed two billion if, if if it keeps going up like this right yeah 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 yeah. so yeah without doubt it should be the the biggest opening day it's also you know more theaters than any other movie ever ever <laughs> so that's that's pretty astonishing too so but i kind of feel bad about um maybe these these 10 movies that are coming out this weekend they're really being released this weekend because everybody's going to see this movie not the other movies yeah how why would you even want to do that why would you even agree to let your movie come out this weekend i don't get it yeah unless and, unless, unless you're uh, like geared at the uh geriatric people geriatric generation sorry if i offend <laughs> anybody with that statement but i mean no honestly i mean Who's going to go not, I mean, unless the three hours of the movie is, is a big deal to it. Who's really going to not go see this movie? If you're going to see a movie this weekend, this is the movie you're going to see. Now, I know like my brother-in-law, he went last night. He took his son to go see Shazam. Why? Because they saw Endgame on Friday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the only people going to see movies other than Endgame this weekend is people that already saw Endgame. Or people that have no interest in the comic book realm at all, which at this point's got to be somewhat of a minority. So why would you want your movie to open this weekend? Um, I wouldn't agree. Like, if I, you know, again, I know I said geriatric era, and I apologize if that offends anybody. But, <laughs> but those are the only people that may look and say, "I don't care about the superhero movie. I want to go see this movie starring." I don't know. So-and-so. Yeah. You know, um, older. I mean, it sounds bad, but that's the truth. I mean, like, there are there are people out there that is so anti-superhero movies that they're like, you know what? I'm going to go make a statement. I'm going to go watch something else besides Avengers but this weekend. No, you have no chance. There's just no chance. But you're guaranteed that, that theaters will be empty for you. If you go see something else, right? Everybody's going to see that movie, so I, that 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 one theater for the other movie will be completely empty. If I'm a film distributor. I am not putting out a movie this weekend. <laughs> um, not. So, like on a silly side note, if you're a movie theater and knowing that it's a three-hour movie and everybody was planning ahead to like not either a buy popcorn or two get a large pop. Because they don't want to miss a minute of the movie, uh, going to refill their popcorn, refill their pop, or I mean, actually go into the restroom. If you're a the movie theater, would you be mad, or would you be like, eh, whatever? There's more people coming in. You know what? I don't think that happened. I I honestly didn't see that many people that did not have pop and popcorn. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it, it, I was sitting there the whole time saying, thank God I didn't buy anything. Thank God I didn't buy anything. <laughs> but everybody on both sides of me were snacking away on some drinks and popcorn. And there was a wow. couple times there where I'm like, I wonder what this little girl would do if I just grabbed her pop and took a drink of it right now. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was getting thirsty, boy. But I was like, nope, nope, don't, uh, don't uh, even think about it. Just keep going, otherwise you're going to have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so Because you and I were like texting back back and forth and we were talking about it, planning ahead. Yeah. How how are we going to like 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 uh, 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 time ourselves so that we can drink it properly? And yeah. hydrate properly without actually going to the restroom in the middle of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, did, I thought, I thought what you thought. I thought we'd see a lot more people that did not have drinks or, or snacks. That wasn't the case at all. So no, I guess not. He's not yeah. my theater. So. Um, not my theater either, because like um, people around me all had popcorn and pop. So, so, um, but you know. Um, I guess they can they can control themselves a little better than I can for three yeah, hours. Yeah, evidently. Like, there's no way for me can I can drink a large pop and and not use a restroom within three hours. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh well. Maybe maybe I'll tempt myself if I take my daughter to go see it, but <laughs> I don't think so. Just because I don't I don't think I, I don't want her her to have to get up and go to the bathroom either. So. Oh, you don't want her to miss anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So at least now you know which part or when um if she has to go, when to go in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I guess kind of. Kind You'd be of like that. tapping her on the shoulder, it's like, if you gotta go, go now. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But all right. Anything else on the movie you want to discuss? Um, no, except everybody should go see it. It's yeah. that good of a movie. It is really good. I, I will say it's really good. I know I didn't say I rank it that high. I'm, I'm not ranking it low either. I mean, it's I'd say top five easy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was really, really good. I was really, really ha- happy and, and felt good coming out of the theater when it was done. It was a satisfying end to phase four. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Spider-Man, like I said, now I am excited to see Spider-Man now just to see how they explain everything that happened. <laughs> how are they going to explain the aftermath, I guess? Is that the next movie to come out? It's Spider-Man, it's right? June. Yeah, it comes out in June, I believe. So. Okay. Yeah. Huh. We'll see. We only got like a little over a month, month of, maybe a month and a half. So. Homecoming. Oh, that's with... Um... Uh, that's with uh, Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. Correct, Mysterio. with Mysterio with the uh, fishbowl head. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's right. So. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this week, everyone. If you want to leave us feedback, remember it's the PTR Show at gmail.com or on Twitter at the PTR Show. If you like us, subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and spread the word to your friends and family. For the PTR Show, I'm Brian. And I'm Dan. This was the Primetime Review Podcast. See ya. Nerds out!